I've been to San Marcos, Nacogdoches, College Station. Yeah. And uh, all these small towns. I mean, the, that's the only place I could find a 30 pack. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it, it, here in the city. You, you know can't find I mean? a 30 pack here. No, you You know what? Pack. Yeah, you're right. I can't. I mean, I, I've, I've tried. I've looked. When I go to Huntsville, I go to the gas station and I see a 30 pack. 30 pack. A 30 pack of Frio. Have you ever had that? Yes, dude. Frio, <laughs> Natty Light. I want to say all the light beers easy to drink, college beers, I guess. I think Frio is like the like most watered down beer ever, but it still like manages to fuck you up. Dude, well, it's dangerous because you drink them and you're like, oh, I'm good. You know, I'm You don't feel nothing. Like, yeah, it's a light exactly. beer. It's water. And then like 10 beers later, you're like, wait, what have I done? You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what happened to me, homecoming. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Esteban Gauna. Yes, sir. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, my man. Thank you for asking. Dude, I, I love what you're doing with the place here. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you know, a lot of the credit goes to my lovely fiance. She decorates a lot of the stuff and says no to a lot of my ideas. So that's probably, <laughs> that's, that's so probably yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I do see that you got your little uh, bar corner over here. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I have my little collection of bottles there. You know, I got some... I got my whiskey, my vodka, my tequila, and you know like all the all those mugs, dude. Like mugs, uh, beer mugs are really underappreciated. I like to pour my my beer. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm the same way, man. And uh, I like to you know support my local breweries. So a lot of my mugs are from local breweries. Here yeah, I'm I'm using one of the Eighth Wonder. Yes, Eighth Wonder Flying Saucer. I have a mug from. I also have a couple of St. Arnold's mugs and. You know, the closer to, to me is, is is better and whatnot. It's yeah. cool because St. Arnold's Brewery shares the same zip code as my mother's house. Oh, so yeah, on the I, east I side. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, let's get started uh, and talk about entry-level jobs. Uh, so I know you also had something similar, actually uh, pretty similar stories. I know it, it was it was tough to get that first entry-level job. And so when, when I thought about this episode, I thought about you, I was like, yo, cause I remember you had told me, uh, how, how tough it was for that first, first entry level job. And, uh, I think I had just graduated and I was, I was still going through it and you're like, Hey man, you know, keep your head up. It's going to happen. Uh, so that's why I thought about you, man. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that right now. So for the people that don't know you, let's get started with an introduction. Let's go with, uh, where you're from, uh, your alma mater. What did you major minor and the career field that you're in right now? Okay, so I'm from Houston, Texas, born and raised. Uh, I grew up a majority of my life in the east side of the neighborhood of Denver Harbor. Uh, Denver DH. Harbor? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, the first 10 years of my life, I want to say from when I was all the way up to fifth or sixth grade, I lived in Magnolia Park. Yeah. Uh, me and my mom, you know, we did the whole single mother and I was the only child thing. And uh, my stepfather came into our lives and he's been awesome and whatnot. So yeah. eventually we settled in DH when I was in the sixth grade and whatnot. But for the majority of my life, a lot of my, a lot of my neighborhood friends were off in the southeast and whatnot. And oh, yeah, shit. So, I mean, if you ask me where I'm from, I, I know a majority of Magnolia Park, Denver Harbor. I lived in Pasadena for a bit as well. So there's a there's a rumor, I guess, here in the city that you're you're either from the north or the south. So what would you claim? Oh, man. I, I mean, I would, if, if I had to pick north and south, I guess I would pick south. Yeah. Just cause I but you're in the north now. Yeah, I, I live in Lindell Park now. You know what I mean? And, I, you know, I, it's pretty cool, man. I, I like it up here. And to be honest, um, 
when I'm house shopping, I, I don't mind looking in the north and whatnot. I, I fell in love with the neighborhood. Man. Dude, yeah, it's I, I grew up here. Um, I lived here uh, pretty much. I lived here most of my life. And uh, I live. I, I moved to the Heights now just because uh, I need to get away from my mom yeah, <laughs> and my no, parents. I, hear you, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm kind of doing the same thing, but it's all good, man. I mean, I mean, I, I like the North Side. I mean, it's been cool up here. My fiance, she's grew up here. Yeah, she grew up here, right? Yeah. She went to Reagan High. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She went to Reagan. She went to Hog Middle School and whatnot. So she's born and raised here, and she's lived here her entire life in Lindell. And um, her family, they're all from Lindell and whatnot. And it's pretty cool, man. I, I like people from Lindell. You know, I have some really good friends from Lindell as well. You included and whatnot. Yeah. Everyone's real cool here, man. So uh, were you living here when you went to... Wait, where did you go to? UHZ, right? Yes, I graduated from U of H downtown. I started my college career at San Jacinto Community College. Okay. I got my associates in history. I wanted to be a history teacher. Originally. Whoa. Yeah, man. Really? I, I'm, a, I'm a big history buff. I love Texas history, American history and whatnot and i i also i dabble in houston history as well shit dude i never um, knew that about you yeah man yeah so i have an associates in history from san jacinto community college and whatnot after that i went to university of houston downtown okay where i majored in finance and that's what my degree is in right now and i have a degree in finance but i actually work in accounting at the oh. moment yeah i work in houston's oil and gas um company yeah my office is located in downtown due to covid i'm currently working from home okay but when everything was normal yeah my office was in downtown and, whatnot. Wow. and yeah so what, 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 what happened then why did you pursue finance because you went from history to finance yeah so i wanted to be a history teacher right now, right i love history but i don't like kids i realized that about myself and that's one thing about college is it's a time to realize what do you want to do what do you like what do you don't like right i, I dabbled into teaching and I found out quickly, okay, you know what? I don't have the patience for this. I don't want to invest any more time and whatnot. If, I, if I'm not going to like it, I'm not going to be happy there. Right. Whatnot. So after, after history, I was always curious about business, curious about, you know, finance and accounting and whatnot. So that was, a, that was what I pursued after. That's a good transition. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, history, I, I enjoy history too. I always lean more towards history and writing and, and, uh, you know, in grade school. Um, and then I have a lot, I have some friends that graduated, not a lot. I was gonna say a lot, but no, I have some friends that majored in history, but they did it with the, the intention of, you know, doing something else, not teaching. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I just wanted to talk about history and have my summers off. You know what I mean? I thought that sounded awesome. <laughs> that, that, I mean, in paper it does like, yeah. Oh, I get the fucking summers off. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, the teaching sounded like a sure shot for me, but eventually yeah. I chose business. Cause I think, you know what business, they celebrate holidays. They get the weekends off. Yeah. And when I was thinking about my quality of life and I'm like, you know what? I want a job where I can take my weekends off. Yeah. And I can celebrate the holidays with my family and whatnot and that was one of the reasons i chose to go into business yeah that too yeah well uh quick shout out to all the educators out there because i know it's a tough time right now yeah they have all my respect and whatnot when i was looking into educating i'm like whoa i don't think i i'm not made for this and whatnot. right and those that are like salute to you because yeah that's, it's, that's it's pretty tough it, it is tough and, it, and i'm sure it got tougher for them right now um but okay let's move on to some current events so let's let's uh well, first, I got to say, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk sports, and I want to talk sports with you because you recently—I want to say within a year ago—you made your Twitter. 
Yeah, well, I had a Twitter like in 2016, but I never used it. Right. When I was in college, it was a big distraction. So I was like, you know what? I deleted that from my phone. I never used it. Once I started working um, about uh, two years ago, three years ago, I started being active again and whatnot. And the only reason I, I have Twitter is to get like baseball updates. Right, right. So I, 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 I noticed your, your presence on, on Twitter and I think you probably have like 10, 20 followers. And it was probably within a year ago because I, I was already in Houston. And then now, man, like you tweet some funny stuff, but yes, also man. so sports related. And you're always tweeting some good stuff. So uh, that's why I wanted to talk sports. So what, what did you think of this whole uh, NBA playoff? That, not NBA, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, and NBA, MLB, NFL. Like, what do you think of all that? And, uh, and, and then we'll go from there. Okay, so as far as uh, NBA playoffs go, I mean, they're playing in the bubble and whatnot. They had a huge hiatus, you know, in, in the middle of the season and whatnot. And, you know, I, I just think it's great that we get to enjoy sports at all. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, in these crazy times and in a global pandemic that affects every single country, you know, in this world, we're able to just watch sports. And that's a great distraction it, for us. Exactly. Happens. I think that's awesome. And they did a really good job, too, for, uh, you know, all of them not spreading coronavirus in the bubble in florida i think they were in, in disney world yeah for sure man um the, the nba man they did a really they good, did a good job, job of monitoring who gets to hang out in the bubble and who doesn't and whatnot so that's great i think i think in the mlb even even recently they haven't had a coronavirus uh coronavirus case in about i want to say like in 50 days or so something like that they at first i think a few teams were were catching it and they were like no we, you know we gotta skip some games but uh, you know, cr- credit to credit to the NBA. MOB did a good job. I think the MOB did a good job. Uh, not so great <laughs> as the NBA, but uh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the the MOB they were playing in the cities and whatnot. Um, once they got to the playoffs, they got they a bit they, more they more controlled it. Yeah, they controlled it way better. Uh, so let's let's talk about those playoffs. So, um, were were you excited about the Astros making it? Because I know you're a big Astros fan too. Yes, I was, man. Look, after the whole off season in 2019, going into 2020, the whole cheating scandal about the Astros going on, right. man, it was just so great. If you're an Astros fan, it's so great to see that your team can win without cheating and whatnot. 2017 happened; they cheated. You know what I mean? And, you know, it broke my heart a little bit. Right. But at the end of the day, these guys are good ball players. Man. They are. They are. They're great ball players. And, and, you know, it's what they say. You know, if you ain't trying, if you ain't cheating. No, exactly, I'm, I'm man. No, I believe that. I believe that, man. And, uh, but and ch- cheating in baseball goes back to the Black Sox. It in does. In the early 1900s. And it goes, the steroid era was in cheating. Cheating in baseball has been... It's, it's, it's as old as as baseball itself, and this is our generation's right. version of cheating in baseball, and it just so happens to be the Houston Nationals. just so happens to be the team that I'm a big fan of, and I, this is when you find out who the true Astros fans are, man. You exactly. Know, you know, if, if you're a big Astros fan, I mean, I, I support these guys through and through, man, and this offseason or this this playoffs in 2020, they showed what kind of team they are. Correa having the season he, he had. He, he had a great postseason. Correa talks a lot of mess, man. Correa. He backed it up, though. He backs it up, man. He, he is a up. great ball player, man. I'm so lucky. I, I feel so fortunate to have a player like him. And, you know, Jose Altuve had an off year, but he's still Jose Altuve. Yeah, he's still doing things. And even like the, the Astros, man, they had a rookie bullpen. I, I honestly I was really impressed with that. I did not think we were gonna make it that far. 
Yeah, I, I thought we were going to get out like in division, but the moment that we beat um, fucking the Oakland A's, the Oakland A's, I was like, twins. oh shit, yeah, dude. the wild card. They beat the Twins. I think every single baseball writer had the Astros out in the wild card series. Yeah, no one expected the Astros to get as far as they did. I, I, I didn't either, to be honest. I didn't either. And so when it was uh, game seven against the Rays, I was like, fuck, dude, like, I got to be prepared because I know like they can't go on that hot streak. They did it like last year, you know, when we were fucking 3-3 with the Nationals and we fucked it up that last game. Yeah, man. I, I knew that same shit was going to happen, but but it, I'm proud because we went far. You know, for the past four years, every single World Series champion has gone through the Houston Astros. In 2017, That's... Astros won. In 2018, the Red Sox eliminated the Astros, went on to win the World Series. 2019, the Astros go to the World Series, Game 7, lose. And in 2020, now the, the Rays eliminated them. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens then. Yeah. But um, this just goes to show, man, cheating or not, man, this, this team is serious. We got it. And, and you know what? I don't blame people that do attack the Astros for cheating because they did cheat, you know. And, you they know, cheated. The, you know, and I, I've accepted that as a fan of the Astros. I don't deny it. They cheated as far as how much it affects the game and whatnot. You know, that, I mean, it could be up for debate. We'll never know if the Astros could beat um, all the teams that they did without cheating. But regardless, they still made it as far as they did in 2018, 2019, and 2020. What do you have to say to Texas Rangers fans? Oh man, hang in there. <laughs> I know. You know, you know. I know on Twitter I talk a lot of mess and what. You do. I, 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 I see you trolling Dodger fans and uh, uh, Rangers. Yeah. Fans. So, so I, look the way my trolling goes. I troll if you attack the Astros. I go on Astros uh, Twitter posts and I see the people that say, "Hey, cheaters and whatnot." I'll, I'll I'll troll those people. If you're just an innocent baseball fan, I'll leave you alone. But if you attack the Astros on a, on a Astros Twitter post or like a positive Astros Twitter post, I you'll probably hear from me. Okay, so uh, last last uh, last take on this before we get into our our topic. What do you predict? Uh, who 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 do you who do you think is gonna win? Dodgers or Tampa? Who do you got? Well, my heart, my heart wants the Dodgers to get crushed again. Right. But at the same time, the Dodgers, they've been so close every single year. They've been so close. 2017, they went to game seven. 2018, they lost the World Series to the Red Sox. Right. And then in, uh, in 2019, they lose to the World Series champions, Washington Nationals and whatnot. Every year they get so they close. Get, they get close, yeah. Props to them, man. And as far as I know... You know, I mean, there's rumors going around, but as far as we know today, there there isn't any cheating involved with the Dodgers, so good for them. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I I kind of would like if they would win because I feel like this would be less crying from Dodger fans for 2017. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, they I, could I, finally get over it. Like, nah. hey, we cheated against you, we won, and be like, oh, well, at least you guys, you know, you guys have 2020, though. You know what I mean? So, yeah. if they win, I wouldn't be too mad. I, I'd actually be like, okay, you know, you guys deserve it. You guys have made it this far and whatnot. So. I, would, I would be happy if for Crenshaw. Yeah, no, yeah. That's Crenshaw's it. a great pitcher, man. Crenshaw's a great... He's like one of those... He, he He's a great pitcher. I, I like to talk mess because Crenshaw, sometimes he'll have his off game in the right. playoffs and whatnot. And, you know, that that's when people like me and uh, other Astros trolls will come out and uh, talk a lot of mess about him and whatnot. But he's a really great pitcher, man. And, uh, you know, even like Cody Bellinger. And he's a good kid. All, he's a good kid. All of these, these Dodger men, Chris Taylor and... You know, Kenny Jensen, you know, I mean, all, all these, they, they got a solid team, man. So I, I wouldn't be too mad if they won, man. If they win, you know, they, you know, they've gotten this close every year for a reason. So, 
True. Good, good for them. On the other side, though, the Tampa Bay Rays, they're hot. Man, they're man, doing. They're doing great stuff. They eliminated the the New York Yankees. In, in game five, elimination game. And they also eliminated the Houston Astros. That's impressive, man. It's pretty impressive. And then if they would eliminate the Los Angeles Dodgers, that's nobody you know, could deny that. It's not as historic as like when the Astros, because like we took off the Yankees, the Red Sox, and fucking the Dodgers. The Dodgers yeah. Like that, those are like some of the best teams in the history of the For sure, yeah. man. And I, I feel like I feel like going through those teams, those teams have a lot of history, man. Exactly. I the, mean, the Yankees itself, like that's a the lot. The Yankees, the Red Sox, even the Dodgers, whenever the Brooklyn Dodgers. Exactly. They had Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Th- that's history right there. It's, it is. And for the Astros to come in and just eliminate them. That's, it's historic. For sure. It's historic. For sure. Okay. So let's, uh, well, let's take this shot of Johnny Walker. Yes, let's do it. Cheers, Sorry. brother. That's good. Let me get a beer. Yes, please. So again, our topic today is entry-level jobs, and I know this is a really, really important topic because this is something that we're everybody goes through after college. Um, so Esteban, let's let's go ahead and get started. So this first question I got is, uh, how long did it take you to get an entry-level job, and uh, what was that journey like? Okay, so I graduated in May of 2017, and I want to say it took me about eight months to get my first entry-level job sheesh well the the journey to that was when i was in college i had an internship i was attending the university of houston downtown and i had an internship with an oil and gas company in downtown and whatnot and i started that internship i want to say in would you would you walk just down the street yeah man i would take the train oh yeah yeah so the rail stops right in front of uhd and uh my internship was right in front of the flying saucer i don't know if you've ever been yeah So it was like like two rail stops away and whatnot, and that, that was super convenient. So I worked for this company, uh, this mom and pop oil and gas company and whatnot, and and uh, I interned there for two years, man. And believe it or not, man, I was actually laid laid off from that internship, man. It's a, a story, man. Yeah, I worked there for about two years in January of 2017. Um, it was my senior year of college. I was like super stressed out. I had two jobs at the time. Uh, on top of my internship, I also promoted for beer on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I would go to HEB and Specs, and I would talk about Shiner Beer or whoever was paying me that weekend, a couple of other breweries and whatnot. And I was super distracted, man. I was president of my organization, and I was also involved with two other organizations. And I, I kind of like, I weared myself out and whatnot, and that showed with my internship and whatnot. I wasn't putting um, in as much work as I, as I, as I was. Right. Uh, when I first Damn, started. That, that, but that's a busy ass schedule. Yeah, man. It was, I, I, I stretched myself thin, man. I, I put myself to the limit and it showed, I don't blame my internship for firing me. I would have fired me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like just with the amount of work I was putting in and wh- what they ex- expected from me and whatnot. So it's fine. I learned from it though. Right. You know right. What I mean, I mean, I saw like, okay, what could I have done to prevent this? What could I, how could I have managed my time any any differently and whatnot? But it's fine, man. Um, after I stopped working with my internship, I started working for a friend of mine's t-shirt company. Uh-huh. Um, I started that in March, and I did that until I got my entry level job and whatnot. I, um, whenever I graduated, man, I was just I was putting my resume out there. And um, how many was, how many places do you think you applied? Oh man, I I probably. I mean, I, I lost count, to be honest with you, man. <laughs> no, I, me too, man. I lost count. I, I put my resume wherever you could put a resume, 
and whatnot and eventually i had i had a couple of interviews man i had an interview with this company out in greens point uh this shipping company and i they had uh three rounds of interviews i made it to Shit. the final round uh, we started off with 20 and i made it to the final four and whatnot and with the final four i got cut and whatnot damn dude yeah man i i mean it's fine i learned from it and whatnot you know what i mean so yeah that led to this the job i currently have now so i went through a contract company called addison and this company is awesome they contract engineers they contract accountants they contract um all, pretty much whatever kind of like office job or whatever kind of like you know yeah oil, it, it's mainly oil and gas right and whatnot so whatever in the oil but, and but gas i think industry. you need uh you still need your you know your essentials in the office like admin clerks uh hr yeah for sure for and sure, all yeah. that right okay yes, yeah so if you have a degree in any, any one of those fields I would recommend you do Addison Group and whatnot. So Addison Group, they got me a, a contract with this oil and gas company that I currently work for now. And originally, I was on a five-month contract. And this contract was specifically not to hire. This contract, Whoa. yeah, it was it was for experience only. And I said, fine, I, I, want, I need experience. You need you to know, gain that. I'm not doing anything else, you know. Why not just take this opportunity and whatnot? So I worked for this company for five months. And after my five months was up, I went to work the next day and I was like, am I still good? Or, you know, I, you I, still I was, kept going in. Yeah. I was still getting paid and whatnot. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going. Yeah, in. I'm, like, I'm not going to remind them. You know it's like, uh, I, do you watch Seinfeld? No, I don't. Oh, no, so there's an episode with Kramer, uh, buys a suit and people think he works at an office. So he just shows up like for that two weeks. That was me, man. So, so, so I kept showing up after my five months was up. I still got paid and whatnot, and eventually, three months later, uh, my supervisor calls me into her office, and she's like, Esteban, you've done really good work for us here, and we want to hire you directly from to work for the company instead of working through the contract company, and Fuck yeah. I was offered my first contract, man, and, and it was awesome, man. It was, you know, all that work, and, you know, you as an undergrad can relate. Oh, dude, whatnot, I, you know, after finishing off my intern and... and, and you know, it's it's going to sound silly, bro, but I honestly felt like Will Smith in the pursuit of happiness. Like when they tell him they got the, he got the internship, I was like, so, bro, because I was interviewing everywhere, yes. everywhere. And the rejection calls, they don't hurt at first, but you start getting them more and more yes. and more. And then there was a point where I would just get drunk and, and, and I'm like, why the fuck is no one hiring me, dude? Because yeah, it gets tough. And I, I mean, I didn't do eight months. Dude. I, I don't know what I would have done, honestly. Yeah. You know, so shout out to you for. For, for being like that, yeah, being br br you know, keeping your head up because I would, I don't, I didn't know what I was gonna do, bro. Yeah, man, I did not. It's tough, man. It's getting told no and getting told you're not good enough, or you know, we're gonna go in another direction. It affects you, man. It, and it, and the more you do, it does. I will say that I do agree with you when you said that, uh, you know, you go through all these interviews, and and when you're going through all these interviews for everyone listening out there, you have to learn from it adapt from it analyze what did, what do you think you did wrong and apply it to the next one because every time i did that i was moving further i was i was pushing more like the first time i would i would interview like i would just get the first hr call and then i'm like what the fuck went yeah. wrong and so i would analyze it i'll start writing shit down and then by the second time that i applied all that i would get further i'll get like that first round that second round and i would learn 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 until eventually i got the job yeah it was a lot of work um, how valuable do you think that internship was for you though? Because, uh, you know, most places require an internship. You had the internship, but you still weren't getting jobs. Like 
do you did you still value that internship or yes if it wasn't for the internship i wouldn't have gotten the opportunity i, I have gotten at addison it, correct oh, okay uh, well with the company that hired me from addison so this company it was after hurricane harvey and i, I think a, a, a lot of companies were behind and whatnot in <coughs> in oil and gas <coughs> sorry yeah i'm good, oh, you good <clears throat> Yeah, so long story short, um, this company hired me specifically to catch up. They hired me as a, an accounting grunt. I was going to mm, do that. Just come entry. in and clean yeah, up. I, I was just going to help them. I, I was pretty much an accounting assistant. I was going to help them. And they were like, hey, he has an internship with another oil and gas company and whatnot. And because of the internship I received, in, you know, I was working on in college, I was able to get this opportunity that um, eventually turned into a career for me. And whatnot. So, I mean, if you're an undergrad, try to get some kind of experience. That's my advice. Right. And whatnot. They say, what's better, experience or education? I say it's both. You oh, got, okay. You need education to check that box. I have a degree. I'm exactly. educated. And you also need experience to show, hey, I'm also a hard worker. I have a great work ethic and whatnot. And that's what worked for me. I, I worked my entire college career. I had a my professional resume only included my internship, but I worked many jobs before. Every job I ever had, I always, you know, try to make a good impression and right. try to give it my all and whatnot. So, so I, I got a hot take for you on that because here's the biggest issue. And I think it goes with a lot of a lot of uh, not so much with millennials. But I think it's a, it's an issue with uh, Gen Z because it was something that I noticed. Does it matter if the internship is paid or not? What is your thought on that? I say, I say it doesn't matter, man, because at the end of the day, yeah, what you're looking for is another line on your resume. Exactly. I I think that I mean, there's a lot of people that say, hey, don't uh, work and and not get paid for it. Like you gotta get paid for that shit. But I think for me. Uh, I, I I did a free internship. I don't know about you. Was your internship free? I was lucky enough to get $10 an hour Oof. for my internship. And that, that's that's what typically the pay rate for, for internships, yes. around $10. Uh, I, got, I did a free one. And so I was busting my ass from, from 8 till noon. I was busting my ass for a free internship that I was doing. And then in the afternoon, I was working valeting cars in downtown Austin. No big deal. But like it, it eventually, like I would get tired. I wouldn't want to go out, but somehow I still managed to go out. <laughs> it always works. You got to do what you got to do, right? And at the end of the day, man, you know, we're young. This is our 20s. We hustle. We go to college. We stress ourselves out. Yeah. And this is how we release ourselves, man. I, I relate to you as well, man. I had a lot of fun in college, man. And, right. And I, I was stressed out in college in, in the same day. I would be super stressed out, super worried about whatever test I had at that week. And then at the same time, like that night, I would have, I would make a huge memory that will stay with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> so, um, what do you think are some of the differences between uh, an entry level job and an internship? Okay, so I feel like an internship, it's it's more of like you, the work you do is more of like like to make someone else's job easier and whatnot uh, okay like in the entry level job is like they're training you they're molding you into being an accountant or in my case was being an, an accountant, accountant. So when, when, when i did my internship my 
a, a lot of my duties was organizing files, was, you know, making sure like stamps were in the right place and whatnot. It was kind of like grunt work. Yeah. It wasn't nothing too complicated, to be honest with you and whatnot. And, um, you know, that was a majority of my internship. When I got my entry level job, I was actually, you know, manipulating data. And I was actually like analyzing oil and gas wells, and and when I was learning about the oil and gas industry, right? And and in, in as far as accounting goes and whatnot, and and they were molding me to be an accountant to be to work directly for the company and whatnot. That's really good. I, I my internship, so I didn't again. My my internship was in Austin, and uh, honestly, it took me a while to get that internship um, because just as much as you're searching for that entry-level job um it it it, i I would say it's almost maybe not as hard but it's it's pretty up there when i finally got it i was i was grateful and the work that i was doing i was like bro you really gonna hire me to do this fucking shit dude (laughs) fucking change the candy in the lobby yeah i mean in in my opinion though at the end of the day they could have had me just there twiddling my fingers my goal was to get another line on my resume right exactly exactly and that's why i tell everybody dude especially in my industry because my industry uh i mean either you got it or you don't marketing right yeah well advertising advertising and uh and and that's what it is dude like you either you you get in there and and you have to be aggressive about it you have to like show that you or i, I mean i don't know if anybody else thinks like that but for me like i'm i'm happy that i am where i'm at that i try to go and show and go the extra mile because I don't I don't want to lose it. Like exactly, it, it man. worked so hard to get here. I don't want to lose Trust it. Trust me, man. When I got my in- entry level job and I was just a contractor helping out other accountants, my only word was yes. Like, hey, Esteban, exactly. Can, can, can you do this? Yes. yes. Hey, Esteban, yes. Hey, you know what I mean. And like, if there wasn't anything to do, you go knock around. Hey, man, uh, can I help you with this? Or hey, Lori, uh, you need help with I'll that? I'll be honest with, with you, man. My first month there, I stayed at the office till 10 p.m helping an accountant catch up with her cash sheet Oof. just because, and, and to be honest, I never, the only reason we left at 10 PM was because she said, okay, I'm tired. I need to go home and whatnot. If she wouldn't have said nothing, I would have just stayed there, man, because I was that committed to getting, starting my career. You, you gotta be hungry dude, to start your career. For sure, man. I mean, I was willing to do, you know, damn near anything because at that job, I saw how other accountants lived. And I saw how much money they were making, and I said, I want that. But, you know, it's funny that you said that because it also gives you a, a insight of what your career is going to look like. If you want to do accounting, you get an internship, you're going to see how, what it's like, right? Same thing with advertising. I was looking at that, and I'm like, you know, now at my job, and, you know, some of my coworkers, you know, some might complain, some might not, but, you know, at the end of the day, what I tell everybody, or because my especially my friends, are like man, you're working long hours. I'm like, dude, I, like that's what I wanted to do. Do what you got to do. Man. That's why. I, that's why I signed up. Like I signed up to do this, and if I have to stay late, I'll stay late. Um, but it's always good to have that. Uh, as far as uh, some of those differences too, I think uh, for entry level jobs, it was definitely hard to get, um, just because everyone. It, it, so it's funny because when I was looking for an internship in Austin, I was just competing with people near Austin, right? So people from UT, people from Texas State, from A&M, maybe, I don't know, tech probably. But when I graduated and I was applying for entry-level jobs, I remember sitting in the lobby and there was a motherfucker from OU, there was someone from Stanford, there was someone, yes. and I'm like, holy shit, I'm not going to yes. get this shit, but dude. At the end of the day, man, you, you can have your interviews, you can have, you know, like whatever education you have. 
if you have a great work ethic and you get the opportunity, they're going to see that, man. I think a lot of people, um, if, if you, you can focus on your school name, of course, it depends on, you know, what, some people it, 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 or it family name for, for some sure, people. for sure, for sure. But if, if you're a great worker, man, I mean, if you go, if you go to like, like the best school in the world and whatnot, but you don't have a good work ethic and whatnot, like you're not going to be a value to your company and whatnot. So I feel like I had a lot to prove and whatnot, um, you know, coming from where I came from and I, I, I hustled and whatnot. And I feel like I earned where I'm at now. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Every opportunity I got, I tackled it and whatnot. And as soon as I got my contract, man, I was, I was I, I mean, dude, to it, get it, hired. It, it honestly felt like the pursuit of happiness. When, yeah, man. You know, granted, I wasn't in those circumstances. I mean, I was, I mean, I was valing. Okay, so I was so excited because I was sharing a room. Like, here's something that a lot of people don't know. I, when I graduated college and moved to Austin, I lived with my buddy Josh. And we shared a room, dude, because I could not afford rent by myself. Of course, man. You got to do what you got to do, man. And, and Houston was not an option. I was like, I can't go back to Houston. Ironically, I <laughs> came back to Houston. But, but with a job, you know, yeah, with a job. Course, with man. A job. Look, you went out, you had a goal, and you reached that goal, and then you came home after achieving your goals and whatnot. And uh, I, I was fortunate enough. To, I, I commuted to school. My mom, she's awesome, man. She always supported me and everything right. I, I tried. And she told me, you know what, Miko? As long as you're in school, like you, you have our full support. I was responsible for paying for my own school, and my mom, she paid for my truck insurance. She paid for my cell phone, and me, I worked and paid off my my, my school. I graduated with no debt and whatnot. And University Dude, of Houston downtown was awesome. And that's whatnot. awesome. So I, I I paid um I paid for my own school man and 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 I'm I'm grateful that I had I was able to do that. You know, uh, shout out Nolan, our, our current guest here. Nolan, <laughs> yes, yes, he he's very he loves you, man. He he's very yeah. friendly. He loves people. I know every time you come, he shows you a lot of love. Can I get a high five? Oh, there we go. <laughs> he's a good boy. Uh, I will say this too about UHD uh, uh, students. They all have that that hustle mentality. Um, it's it's a commuter school, but but everyone there is always on their grind. I think everybody has like an intense schedule, like how you were mentioning, uh, you know, going to school, having two jobs, because they're out there trying to make it. Yeah, I, I'll tell you this, man. Every single UHD student I've met works, and every single UHD student I've met hustles, man. Especially like when they get to that senior level, those students that were like with me and whatnot, like we all work, we all have multiple jobs. We all, I mean, s some of these students even have children and other That's responsibilities true. Yeah, they and whatnot. Do. And, but at the end of the day, we're getting our grades, we're passing our test and shit's know, getting done. Shit's getting sure, handled. For sure, man. And I have a lot of respect for myself and other fellow Gator alumni out there. And I'm very proud to be University it, of Houston uh, downtown. Is it Chomp Chomp or what's the... Uh, it's, it's this hand sign, right? Uh. But, but look, so, so uh, when, whenever, whenever I apply for jobs and whatnot, a lot of people confuse my university with U of H Maine, and I make sure to correct them. And I'm like, no, I didn't go to U of H Maine. I never attended. Uh, a lot of people on my job when I first started were like, hey, how about them cougars and whatnot? Bitch, what like, about them? Like, I have no idea, man. I went to UH downtown. Like, Dude, that's good, though. You yeah, have to fucking rep, you rep your shit. Dude. Oh, for sure, man. Even if it's, I mean, it's a small school, but it's growing. When I was in high school, that thing was only one building, and now it's up to like three, four buildings. Yeah, when I graduated, there was only three buildings, and they're actually, they just built another, and they're working on a new building. 
and whatnot. So they're gonna be five buildings, and it's prime real estate, man. Yeah, dude, it's like the like the best location. Yeah, and what I love about UHD is their criminal justice is the big system of theirs. They got the courthouses right down right down the street. Accounting and business is another big business of theirs, and they're right down the block on Main Street. Dude, shout out UHD if they want to give us a sponsorship. Oh yeah, you the show, please (laughs) sponsor. Think it twice podcast. So let me ask you this though, because this is another thing that I think a lot of people are not ready for. It's the social life. How do you balance your social life once you started your entry level job, your profession? And what's that been like? Because honestly, that's one of the premises of I mean, that is the premise of the podcast. But what was it like for you to finally, you know, you got your professional job, now I got my social life, I gotta keep a balance. Tell me about that. Okay, so I have a very healthy social life. Uh, throughout my college career, I made a lot of friends. I joined an organization. Yeah. I joined a fraternity, and my my lovely fiance was also in a sorority. Oh, okay. We have a lot of, we have a healthy social life and whatnot. And I feel like, I mean, when I graduated college, it was like a weight off my shoulders. And I, I wasn't stressed out. When I was at my entry level job, my work stayed at work and whatnot. So uh, when, when okay. I clocked out, everything was good. You know, like I would stay late and whatnot when I was contractor and when I first started as an entry level job. Right. But in my in, in in my career, my work stayed at work. So as soon as I left work, I'll say, "Hey, what's up, dude? Let's go catch a beer. Let's go to a baseball game. Let's go hang out and whatnot." So, I mean, you worked in downtown. It was it was easy for you, <laughs> dude. Now that I work in downtown, I have free access to this garage that my company, you know, has a contract with and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I definitely take advantage of that. And before, That's good. before COVID, I would park at my company's garage and walk over to the Houston ballpark or we were close to the House of Blues and whatnot. So we'll go catch concerts. So you see, so you, so you still pretty much went out as you did in college or a I did, less? man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, man. When I was in college, man, I was a broke college student, man. So ah. I, I, I would go out, but it wasn't the same. When I graduated, when I got my first paycheck, even as a contractor, I saw my paycheck and I said, holy smokes. Man. Shots on me. Dude, like I would go to the bar, hey, everybody, hey, hey, who wants a drink? You know, who wants a drink? You know? I was like, dude, I had never made this much money in my life, man. So I was, yeah, when I believe uh, 2017, 2018, that was like, uh, a weird time for me, man, because I was financially independent. I was able to move out and, you know, provide for myself and right. whatnot. And I was, it was awesome, man. And, and you know, I was able to not have to ask, you know, anyone for anything. And I was able to provide for myself, man. So it, it was great, man. Dude, that's that's awesome. I know you, uh, you, you do have a healthy social life. I know we hanged out a lot. We go to Monkey's Tales every sure. now and then. Um, but did you notice like spending less time with, with your friends from college, those that started moving faster and, or not, I wouldn't say faster, but you know, they were in different stages of their lives. Um, and did you adapt to that or, or what was that like? Cause I, and I asked that because, you know, some of us go through that, even going to college, some of our friends that don't go to college, they, they start different stages of their lives. So, yeah, man. So, um, when, when, when I first started a UHD, um, uh, a lot of my friends from the neighborhood, man, they were real cool, man. I, I still have a great relationship with, with a lot of them, man. And, you know, um, I, I was always, I wanted to be educated and whatnot. And I yeah. know like a, a, a lot of friends wanted to start families and whatnot. And, you know, um, and 
that was cool, man. Like we, I never shamed them, and they no, never of course sh- shamed not. me or anything, man. Uh, it was cool. Uh, to be honest, man, I I probably only keep in touch with about maybe like five friends that aren't from college, man. Whoa. And um, you know, I I, I feel like w- when I joined the fraternity. And when I was going to school and when I was working and, you know, my schedule got tied up and uh, to be, I, I didn't really have a lot of time and whatnot. And the only t- the only time I had was for the friends in college, you know what I mean? Because I would see them all day because I was at school studying. I was, you know, and these guys were in the study room with me and whatnot. And I had classes with a lot of these guys. So that's what was with who I, you know, really hung out with. But even now, after I graduated, I kind of w- went back to a, a, a lot of those old friends of mine. And now we can really hang out. My schedule's a bit more free. Right, right. And whatnot. Shout out to Fernando Lopez, Sal Perez, and uh, Luis Nevarete, Enrique Perez. Those are some really good friends of mine from my neighborhood and whatnot and those are the guys that through thick and thin i could not talk to them for maybe a year but when i go back to talking to them it's like nothing ever happened man we have that you guys pick up right back where y'all left genuine love for each other man that's good yeah i have a lot of love and and, and respect for those guys man and and, uh and of course you know a majority of the people i hang out with now are my college friends and whatnot for obvious reasons i mean that's really who i hung out with you know in the past couple of years and whatnot but for those friends that stuck it through and you know what i mean and i still keep in contact with i have a lot of love and respect for i know um, not a lot of people went to college you know in the, the neighborhood i grew yeah. up in and you know um i know like some friends ended up like in in jail or worse and you know what i mean and you know i could have gone a similar path and whatnot but i mean i, I i'm my mother was always strict with me yeah, I, I, I was scared of my mom, dude. Like, if someone offered me drugs in middle school or high school, I was like, "Oh, I'm good, man." Yeah, my I'm mom's chilling. down the court. You see me? My mom kicked my ass, man. <laughs> Hell no, nah. I ain't touching that. Y'all got it. You know what I mean? Like, so I was, I was, you know, I, I, I stayed the straight and narrow path. You know what I mean? Just my mom, my stepfather, and my real father, they kept me on a straight and narrow path. My, my mom, she actually put me in a high school that's a, a, a college prep school. Oh, really? Yeah, Which, I, I went to Eastwood Academy. Oh, okay. And, uh, she put me in there specifically. For, for that me. for that purpose, you yeah. stay away from trouble. And for, from, from my education, man. And in, in the beginning, I didn't like it. I was like, man, why am I going to this school? Fuck this school. All my friends are going <laughs> to Milby. All my friends are going to Austin. Like, man, I, I ain't trying to go to Eastwood. But I went to Eastwood, man. I had a great time there, man. And, you know, my senior trip, we went to Italy and... Yeah, you I saw I, mean? I saw you posted some pictures on uh, Twitter. Yeah, man. You were in Rome, I think, right? Yeah, I went to Rome, went to Venice, went to Milan. And, you know, I, I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I didn't go to Eastwood Academy. And, yeah, man, I, I'm grateful. I see now why my mom put me in that right, school right. and whatnot. And I'm grateful she did, man, because, you know, it put me on the path that I'm on right now. That's, you know, that's really cool. Uh, I... So I I went to Texas State, so we you know it's a little college town, and so when I moved back, I, I didn't really keep in touch with my my friends from high school, not because I didn't want to or whatever. I, I it was mainly because when I left, I left in Marine Corps, so I had limited communication. But those that you know, those that I'm gonna say all of them. I don't think there's one no no high school friend of mine that that disses me or. That this shit like that, like we pick up where we left off. I, I, honestly, something when I first came back, I still felt like I was seventeen. Uh, throughout the years, I try to keep up with someone. I try to keep in touch. 
Uh, but we're all busy. We're it all happens, going through yeah. di- different stages. For sure. I will say that my life after, my social life after college, it definitely changed, but not changed. Uh, I think I think I would agree. Once you get that first big boy paycheck, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. But after a few couple of paychecks, you're like, holy shit. Now I got big boy bills. Yeah. I can't, you know, go out and ball out. Hangovers get worse. <laughs> Hangovers get worse. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm more down for happy hours and day drinking. In college, I wasn't. In college, I was all about that nightlife. Yes. But now that I'm, you know, now that I got shit to do, I like to day drink. And uh, mimosas, I'm always down for Ain't brunch. Nothing wrong with that, man. Was were, was brunch a thing when we were like in college? No, uh, right. I want to feel I like. I don't think so, man. I th- I think brunch became a thing. Around, I mean, in my opinion, around. 2016 that that that's when like brunch blew up but see that that's what i think too but then i go then i watch movies from the 80s the 90s the 70s and 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 they're brunching and they're doing that shit and i'm like holy shit okay maybe it's not a fad maybe this shit's been around but we're just in different stages of our lives you know where we're brunches the shit now (laughs) i i have the same view with breweries I'm like, when I started going to college and I had a side job where I would promote for breweries, right? Right. And I'm like, were breweries always a thing? I didn't hear about them when I was in high school. When I was like 19 to 22 in community college, I never heard about breweries and whatnot. It wasn't until I was in college and I think somebody told me about them. And they're like, hey, bro, let's go to St. Arnold's. You know, it's a brewery. I'm like, what's a brewery? They're like, they make the beer and then you can drink it Mm. like after it was made. I'm like, oh, that sounds badass. You know, let's go check it out and whatnot. Let me swim in it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, man. And I started hearing about all these breweries and I really got into it and that's what led me to find that that job I had in college and what. But you no, know, I think breweries is. I think that one does like because craft beer is on the rise. So I think yeah. that one has been something recently, and I think it, okay. it it has been affecting the market. I think just because I mean I mean what I mean I didn't bring craft beer, but I what did I bring? I brought Guinness extra stout. Uh, I love a stout, especially uh, when we're coming to the winter now here in. New oh, School, dude, so. this is stout, stout is the winter beer, and you know these darker beers with a lot of flavor. I love it, man. Now I did want to ask you about your dating life, but you, uh, congratulations on your engagement, Thank by you. the way. Uh, but wow, uh, you've been single or not single. You've been in a relationship for, yeah, for, f- we're going on 15 years now, man. I, I, I met my fiance Raquel when I was 15 years old and I like to see us as pioneers in online dating because, we met each other before MySpace, before Facebook. We 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 met. Was it a AOL chat no, room or it what? Was a, what was it was it? this website called Tagged, and what? I had Tagged. Oh my god! I yes, had Tagged. Okay, you you're my age, right? Yeah. So, so when I when I went to Hamilton, I had Tagged. Yeah. 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 So I met her on Tagged, man, and I you know ASL age sex location. Yes. That's the first thing you drop on a chat. Hell yeah. <laughs> So I was always like, you know, uh, in the tag chat rooms, I was always like, you know, I'm re- I'm real proud out of there trolling. Houston. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was like, man, Houston's better than your city. This and this, that and that. And uh, uh, Ra- Raquel, she was like, yeah, Houston is better than your city or whatever. So that that's how we met, man. And you know, next thing you know, I get her phone number, and we're talking on the phone, and you know what I mean. There's, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming these are landlines too, right? Yes, this dude. Is, uh... Yeah, yeah. I, I would call her her house number. Her mom would pick up the phone and I'll be like, uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, may I please speak to Raquel? <laughs> That's how it was back then, man. Like we didn't have, cell was it, phones. was it this, this same house here? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't for that, sure. Isn't that 
fucking a quick circle right there. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, it's <laughs> you know, so, now you're living here. My like. father-in-law is my landlord. Right. He has two properties. Uh, he has the property next door, and he has this property he recently built about a year ago. Right. Uh, where me and my fiance moved into. So my father-in-law is my landlord, man. And yeah, I, I met Raquel. What about, a full circle, man. Yeah, That's man. Cool. And now I live here, and it's awesome. Do you ever you ever check your tag account just for missed messages? <laughs> Dude, I check my tag account for, for pictures, man. I get all those uh, old yeah, pictures. Yeah, yeah. I try to save them, even MySpace and whatnot. Just those to, low quality razor photos. <laughs> yes. Do you have you, a razor? The, the little. Yes, I did, man. I I had the black and black and silver one and whatnot, and we used to have to like email it to our email accounts, and that's how we got photos back then. But yeah, man, yeah. But I, I love Raquel, man. She's one of the main reasons why I am where I am. And you know what I mean. I mean, it was it was about time I proposed to her. This year you did it, right? Yeah, I did. I did it this year. So I was a broke college student. You know what I mean for a, a lot of our relationship, and I wanted to wait till I can actually afford the ring she dude. deserves, man. And you know what I mean. And I, I'm glad I'm I'm, a, I'm able to give that to her now. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Esteban. So just to wrap up this topic of entry level jobs. Uh, well, actually I got two questions for you. Uh, so obviously throughout this process, this was a really intense process, finding your first, first job, uh, going from an internship to a job. Uh, did you have a mentor guiding you through all this or? Yeah. So the, I joined this organization when I was in college called the Rotaract Club. Okay. And through that organization, I, I met a gentleman who is also Hispanic and he worked in finance and he kind of like he gave me a lot of advice as far as being going into business and going into the professional world as a, as another Hispanic. And he pretty much told me like, this is something he told me as, as another Hispanic man. He told me just because your name is different. My, my name is Esteban Gauna. And he said, just because your name sounds different, you have to work that much harder and whatnot. You have Damn, to, that's, that's some truth. Just, just because you have brown eyes and dark hair in this industry, in the industry I'm trying to get into, you, you have to not let them, not give them a reason to, to, to not, to like skip you or like exactly, not, or so, not hire you. So he, he told me that, man, and I always kept that with me and being a Hispanic male and being a person with a not common American name yeah, and whatnot, it made me work that much harder. <laughs> Shout out DeAndre who DeAndre. just came in the, in the, in the building. That guy's nice. He was actually on uh, episode uh, two episodes. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, man. Hey, shout out Jimenez Leatherwork. Hit me up for all y'all leather needs. Yes, Jimenez <laughs> Leatherwork actually just made my wallet about a week ago. I love it. Great wallet. It's good. He we did a podcast while he was doing mine. Yes. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. Great guy. Jimenez Leatherworks. Check him out. All right. So, uh, do you still keep in touch with this mentor? Uh, I actually, I haven't talked to him in, in, in about a year or so and whatnot. Um, he led me and, and he, he guided me into, right. into finding my job. And I feel like after I found my job, he was like, okay. Do you, do you have a current one? Now. Do you have a current one right now at your job? Yeah, I, I do at my job. Actually, this gentleman, he doesn't work there anymore. Right. But, um, he cool, cool guy. He's actually a Marine. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's a Marine. He works as an accountant. Now, his name is Wesley Thomas, African-American guy. And when I first started as a contractor, he, like, took me under his wing. And he's like, he's like, Esteban, like, like man, if you want to make it in this industry, you got to work hard. And you, 
you, you, you gotta you gotta show what you're worth and whatnot, and uh, and he's been awesome, man. And he works for another oil and gas company now, and and uh, you know I, I'm 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 real proud to come across him and whatnot, and you know he he helped me out, you know, in yeah. the first steps of my career and whatnot. And every time I went to a new job, I always ask a lot of questions, and I always made a lot of effort to just get to know people who are successful in this industry and, and th- why they're successful I think, in the industry. I, I think that's what you got to do because, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's a, there's a guy on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? Yes. There's a guy on TikTok right now that goes around and talks to people on, uh, whatever they drive. He, he goes up to them. He's like, Hey, uh, what do you do for a living? Yeah. But that, you know, that kind of gives you insight of, of what other people are doing because there's some jobs that you never think exist. Sure. Like you don't you don't know that a fucking I don't know I don't even know the jobs that they say, but they're you know stock stockbroker, what the fuck does that? Like when I was a kid I didn't know what that does. Yeah. Or w- what they do. But uh I'm sorry, I think this again is talking now. <laughs> I understand, my brother. Cheers, buddy. Salute. Uh, but let me ask you this though. If you could talk to a bunch of younger youths, college seniors right now, what is the advice you would give them? I would say try and get an in some sort of internship, some sort of line on your resume towards your career. You're going to, you're going to want some kind of work experience whether it's it's a it's in the mail carry room, whether it's an intern, whatever you can do to get in the office and have that line on your resume, that's what I would recommend. A, a lot of people say, "What's better, work experience or education?" I say both. Get your education and have some some sort of work experience. On find, your resume. find a way to do both. Exactly. Honestly, I mean, and it, it, it's a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? I mean, you can graduate in four years and and whatnot, but if you have no work experience in my field, it's going to be hard to find a job and whatnot. So, so you know, to add on that, I think you, I think you're right. Um, I agree, I agree with everything you say, and and and, and I always tell my guys these uh, this is. Uh, you know, when they're asking for experience, sometimes they don't even require you experience in that field. Sometimes they just want to know that you work. For sure. That you know how to open up Microsoft Word, that you know how to open up Excel, that you can show up 15 minutes before you have to go in. Yeah. So uh, those those organizations that you join in college, that you're working for free, or because some of those organizations, if, like you were president of, of your organization, yeah. like that, that's a job. Oh, dude. That's was, a job. It was a grind, man. And, you know, being a president of an organization, you're responsible for that organization. Oh. You are the face of that organization. If that organization messes up, they blame that, you. That's, that's your name on the newspaper exactly. the next day. Exactly. If it does great, everyone gets credit. If it does bad, you get the credit and whatnot. And I, I've been there. I know you've been there. I've been there too. And um, yeah, man. Even the, I think DeAndre has been yeah, there. Yeah, DeAndre has also been there. <laughs> it teaches you a lot though, man. I mean, it teaches you to you know, stay on top of, of what you're representing and whatnot. And I feel like it takes a a different kind of person to represent an organization like that. No, it does. It does. And in short, I think that's, that's what we're getting here for the advice for you seniors out there listening is, uh, take leadership roles. Even if like, I know you might be a senior industry last semester, but you can still join a club. You can still join something and, and be active, be active on campus, go out and meet people. Even if you're in an organization, if you're in a fraternity, meet another ones. Like you could do a yeah. lot. 
I always say that my biggest regret was Quidditch, but you know, I had too much shit going on. I when, I, when I was in college, man, I, I joined a fraternity. I joined the Rotaract Club. I went to a couple of meetings of FMA. I went to a couple of accounting organization meetings. I just I put myself out there. You have to. And I I, I, I was I put myself out there with a selfish thought, right? My selfish thought was someone here is gonna recognize what I do. And someone here is going to put me on and whatnot. And th that just so what happened, I got my internship through my fraternity. One of my fraternity brothers came with me with an opportunity and said, hey, man, we're hiring at, yeah. at my at my oil and gas company. We need an intern and whatnot. And, and I'm sure if it wasn't for the fraternity, he wouldn't have known your work ethic. Exactly. He saw your work ethic. He's like, this, this guy busts his ass with fraternity. Imagine what he can do if he gets paid. Yeah. So, I mean... He came with me and a couple of other brothers with the or with with the opportunity. I hopped on it immediately, and I said, "You know what? I I was working at a restaurant at the time. I was uh, prepping food and you know ser serving people food and whatnot. And I said, you know what? Um, I, I, I I'm very curious in this opportunity. I think saying yes to opportunities is also a big thing. Like whatever opportunity comes your way. Hey, have you seen Yes Man? Yes, dude. I love that movie. <laughs> Jim Carrey's my guy. Jim Carrey's my guy, man. But yeah, no, no, you're 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 right. Saying yes, man, it, it opens you up to new doors. And in my social life, in my professional life, I try to say yes. If I'm available and I'm free, yeah. and someone invites me out for a beer, I'll say. I'm gonna yes, take man. it too. I'm gonna take it too. I, I I've gotten to know people that I normally don't talk to just because, you know, someone's inviting us over for beer, and I'm like, all right, fuck it. I never talked to this guy. Even before. like when I was in the neighborhood, man. I, I had a lot of friends, man, and I had, I was very, I mean, I, I, I was a nerd in high school. I feel like I was a nerd in high school, but I would say yes to opportunities. You, you have a girl now, though. So, of course, of course. <laughs> hey, hey, I was a nerd, but you know what I'm saying? I had some gang, you know what I'm saying? A nerd with a grill. <laughs> grill up, hey, I, I, I'm a screwed up nerd, you know what I'm saying? Nah, but but I feel like, I feel like I would say yes to opportunities. I would, I would, um, when someone invites me to their house or someone invites me to play soccer with them and whatnot, I would say, okay. Fuck you know it. what I mean? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, fuck I, it. I, I would say yes to, to a lot of opportunities, man. And I feel like that opened up a lot of doors. No, dude, especially if you don't have nothing to lose. For sure, man. And and I feel, I don't know, man. I feel like the word yes has opened a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities in my life, man. And I'm, I'm grateful for it, man. I mean, to be honest, man, I, I joined a fraternity because uh, I was hanging out with my girlfriend. She was in a sorority. She joined in 2012. I joined my fraternity in 2013. Oh, right, so right, I, I, right, a year later. Yeah, man, so I, I would tag along, and a, a lot of the fraternity guys were like, hey, man, you're pretty cool, dude. Like, you know, come check out this community service event. I had never done community service before, and I was like, yes. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, let me go check it out. If I don't like it, I don't like it. If I do, I do. I ended up liking it, man. I hung out with the guys, and I, I you know, I, I liked it a lot. I like doing community service with these guys. They made it fun, and you were making a difference in the community, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm president of a fraternity, man. And that same fraternity. Exactly, man. Wow. So it's, it's crazy, man, like just being open to new opportunities and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I like it a lot, man. So... And, I, I, I'm sorry, uh, but but no, no uh, going back to that. Yes, I think I think you got to watch the Yes Man. <laughs> I love that movie. Please, if you haven't watched Yes Man, it might be on Netflix right now. Please watch I, it. I think you just gave the whole premise of it. Like that was exactly what the that movie was, the was about. The that movie, was right? yeah. Say fucking yes, to it. <laughs> dude. Yeah, I, I would say yes. It, like like I said, if I was free, man, I, I would say yes to a lot of opportunities, man. And 
And now I feel like I'm in a position where I offer opportunities. Yeah. And I look for those guys that are saying yes. To that, are, that are ready to say yes. Exactly, man. And, and now, like, like if I have an opportunity, like my, my younger brother, Tito, you know, I offered him an internship at yeah. my job. And he said yes. And <laughs> now he has oil and gas experience on his resume before he graduates. He already has two years of experience on his resume. You know what I mean, and that 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 experience is is valuable. It is. You know it what is. I mean? and, and and you know that's that's a great opportunity. Hey, DeAndre, can uh can you give us two beers real quick? No, no, no. Guinness. In the fridge. In the fridge. Thank you very much. You look you look handsome, right by the way. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Too kind. Too kind. Too, uh, this guy. Um. <laughs> uh, all right, so this next segment that I uh, we're going to move on to is what I like to call the closeout Q&A. So it's just five questions that I ask all my guests. Uh, no answer is wrong. I want, you know, just tell me how you feel. Tell me what you think. Uh, Nolan, you want some? You Nolan, want, that's my you, puppy right there. You want man. some belly rubs? Uh, but yeah, let's, let's start with question number one. And that question is, what was the worst job you ever had? Okay, and worst why? job like, I ever had, I think it's a tie. I used to work at a car wash in Midtown, and I would spend 12 hours a day out in the sun vacuuming cars and trying to sell details, and I was so tanned that summer. I was just <laughs> out, you know, washing Wait, what cars. what summer was this again? This was... I worked in the car wash, I want to say somewhere of 2012, 2011, something like that. Ooh. And uh, yeah, man, this was back in the day, man. And that, that was pretty tough. Another job that I have that, that will be a tie. I used to work at Kroger in Second Ward. It's close to U of H. You know, you're not the first person that says that. Oh, really? Yeah, you're not the first person that says Kroger fucking sucked. Dude, I mean, <laughs> it, it didn't fucking suck. I mean, literally, I, I started there when I was like 16 years old as a bagger. Eventually, I moved myself up to uh, a, a supervisor right so when i was a supervisor there used to be these like crackheads or like dope fiends that would like come in the store wait, wait was it the one on 20th or which no, one no no no. this was kroger in uh cullen and polk is and, that the uh, one on the east side yeah on on the southeast close to downtown uh, uh close to close to u of h main actually uh, okay, a, lo- okay. a, a, a lot of students will go there but um but yeah man so this one time a crackhead came up to the to the cash register and I told him, okay, man, you know, let me cash you out. He looks at me. He starts running. He starts running towards the door. No. We, we have a security guard. And I told the security guard, hey, hey, get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. And then uh, I, I ran outside the door, and that's where I stopped. And I, I just yelled to the crackhead. I told him, hey, dude, if you come back here, I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know, man. I, I don't know why I said that for Kroger. <laughs> but I took a lot of pride in Kro- my job when I was like 17 or whatever. No, no doubt. No, nah, man. Yeah. But I mean, it was cool. though. I mean, to be honest, man, every job I ever had, I was just happy to be working. I was just happy to be making get money. Those, get that yeah. cash. If you pay me money, I will, I will like, okay, what do you need me to do? You know what I mean? And right. If my name is attached to something, then I took a lot of pride in that. And but you know whatever I did, man, I, I I try to make it work. That's why when I was a when I was a a supervisor at Kroger, I was like when that crackhead took something, I'm like shit, he's gonna steal beer on my watch. Hell nah. nah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so but you know what I mean? Like in hindsight, like right. it probably wasn't worth it. But at that time in my head, I had it like, oh man, you know this ain't a good look for me. Right. Or whatever. But I always had that mindset, man. And 
when I vacuumed the car at the car wash, I tried to make sure it was clean and nice and whatnot. I didn't want to give anyone an excuse to say, oh, man, Esteban's slipping or Esteban's not doing good, man. So I, every job I ever had, man, when I used to print T-shirts, you know what I'm saying? I used to, I used to, I don't know, man, I took pride no, in it. No, yeah, man. you got to make the best out of it because sure. if you, I, I mean, I always think that if you start complaining you don't, and you're not having fun, it's just going to, yeah. you got to make it fun. No, yeah, for sure, you man. You got to make it fun. Make it fun, man. Take pride in your work, and that's going to translate into your professional career, man. If if you're doing a badass job at a minimum wage job, imagine what you would do in a salary job. You get insurance, and you know what I'm saying? And You might be you know, onto something. Exactly. I mean, that's it, the secret. Right? Exactly, <laughs> man. I mean, you, you take pride in your work. Hey, y'all might want to write this down. You know hey, what hey, I mean? hey, pull a pencil take out. Notes, you know what I mean? Uh, do your life a favor right now, and. No, I'm playing. But yeah, man, I mean, I, I, I would just, you know, I took whatever job I had, if my name was on it, I wanted to be. Good. Nah, exactly. It's your stamp. It's your stamp. Sure. Uh, so, Esteban, what is your favorite meal to cook and, and why? Oh, man. I don't want to brag, but I make I make a mean meat sauce, man. I'll tell you right what do you now. Mean, uh, what do you mean the meat sauce? I, like, I, I, mean? I make meat sauce from scratch. I get ground beef. Like, for, like for spaghetti and meatballs? Or? Yeah, I mean, I, I usually make it with ravioli. Oh, I'll, I'll, buy, I'll buy ravioli already, already re- ready to cook. I'll get my meat, my, my ground beef. I'll season it. I'll cut up my onions. I'll cut up my garlic. I let it saute okay, okay. in the pan. So far, you know so good. Yeah. yeah, I throw in, I throw in my ground beef. Uh-huh. I throw in my garlic powder, onion powder. You know, it salt, looks. It, it looks like pepper. you learned something from your Rome trip. Uh, oh man, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my Italy trip. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, once you have a Ital- real Italian food, the it's American hard. Italian it's hard to go. Food, it's hard yeah, to eat dude. that. Is, is, is I don't need chicken Alfredo ever since I came back from Florence. Hell no, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But 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 I I make a good meat sauce. I, I've been complimented on it a couple of times now. So you know what I'm saying it, it kind of got to my head a little bit. So how, how did you, how did you develop that though? Um, I had uh, I would look into recipes on whatever I had in my refrigerator, right? Right. So in my refrigerator, I had ground beef, I had seasonings, and I had I had ravioli, and I had marinara sauce, and you know um. After doing some research and what you know today nowadays, man, to cook, it's so much easier, dude. Yeah, I have an app on my phone, Fitmin Cook. Yeah, it's a free plug right there for you. I love, <laughs> I love that app, dude. I love that app, man. I, 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 I learned so many recipes, so, so many meals. I make chicken parmesan. I make enchiladas. Parmigiano, bro. Yes, yes, it's, it's <laughs> delicious, man. But yeah, man. I mean. If you don't know how to cook in 2020, step your game up, man. You know, Oof. we got YouTube, Whoa. we got apps, you know what I'm saying? Like, dead ass, bro. It's, it's awesome, man. Oh, shit, it, it, It's a good time to cook right now. You just without, called me out, bro. Oh, my fault, bro. My fault. <laughs> Let me show you the way. Let me show you the way. Okay. I know. You gave, you gave me the app now. But, uh, so you perfected it throughout this year. That's really good, though. That you, you a sauce, though. That's Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make a good meat sauce. I'll do like fettuccine pasta with it, or I'll do like. Does Raquel ravioli. like it? Raquel, do you like it? Raquel said yes. Everybody. I mean, I, look, my fiance is really picky with her food. No. So if she says yes to something, it's like God damn. Look, she's told me no before. I've made some stuff, and she's like, "Ooh, you know what I'm saying?" That, like, that's a no for me, chief. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, babe, did you like it? She's like, "It's all right, it's all right." You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I know. You know what I mean? So. 
when she tells me something's good, I know it's good. You know what I mean? So that's good. So, this is someone keeping you honest. Oh, of course, man. And you know, that's why we've lasted for so long right now. You know what I mean? But she keeps it real with me. She keeps it honest with me. And you know, I, I, I like that. And that's cool. Cause if I was cooking some whack ass food, uh, but, but are you like that with her? Like if she cooks something that you don't like, you'll be like, Hey, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Don't answer that chief. Yeah. You know what? Let me wait till after the wedding. <laughs> uh, Esteban, uh, so let's let's go to question number three here. Let's say you're independently wealthy and, and you don't have to work, right? You don't have to work. Uh, all your bills are paid. What would you do with your time? You got you got extra money to spend. All your bills are paid. Don't worry about don't worry about cash. What would you do? I would visit every single MLB ballpark. Whoa! And watch baseball games all year long. I love baseball. It's a big part of my life. Right. It's a big, my, my stepfather, he's, he's really into baseball. Yeah. He introduced that to me. He cursed me into, <laughs> into falling in love with baseball. I love baseball. Um, I, I, my dream actually is to go to Japan and watch a baseball game out there. Dude, I was just about to in ask you Korea that. Korea and uh, even like in Italy, they have baseball leagues. Yeah. Like Mexico, they got baseball leagues. And, you know, so I, I've been to a couple of baseball parks now. Like me and my brother Tito, we right. went to Tampa. Yeah, yeah, we, I did. We, we saw the Rays and the Astros out there. Me you guys probably took some of that Astro magic and gave it to them. Oh That's why they're gosh. in the World Series right now. That's right. <laughs> That's probably why they're in the World Series. You're welcome, Rays. <laughs> <laughs> But no, nah, man, uh, me and Raquel, we saw the Dodgers and Padres play in San Diego. Oh, the Petco Park is Petco amazing. Petco Park. Oh, it's Yeah, that's awesome. a great park. You know, in California, they have micheladas in the ballpark. No. Like Dodger Stadium. No. Petco Park. Houston Not, is falling behind, man. You yeah, need micheladas. The funny shit is, is that I lived in L.A. Well, not really L.A., but in Orange County. Okay. I would go to the Anaheim uh, Angels games a lot. First of all. That fucking waterfall in the outfield, deceiving that shit. That shit's tiny, dude. Are you serious? It's little. It's oh, little, bro. Man, little. I haven't been to that ballpark. That's number one. Number two, they didn't have Micheladas there. Oh, come on. But man. it is Angel. It is Anaheim. It's yeah, Orange County, I think it's a little different than like I mean, downtown LA. Yeah. Not, so. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I was always scared to go to LA. Oh, really? Yeah, or not, not, not LA, but uh, the Dodgers Stadium. I, feel you. I was, yeah. When I first got there, I was looking into tickets. To go to the Dodgers game and the Astros. That is when the Astros were still in the NL. Uh, I was trying to go there, and then San Francisco had the opening night. Ooh, had, Dodgers uh, and Giants. That's a big. Oh my god, dude! Right there was a fucking stabbing that night. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm you not. were there for that. I was. I was in California when that happened. That, there was a stabbing. It was like it was probably eight years ago, six years ago. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to Dodger Stadium. I'm not gonna fucking wear Dodgers <laughs> you, blue either. You know, you know, when me and Raquel went to Petco Park in San Diego, did you guys won- get booed? Oh, no, 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 no. I, just, I just went. We wore our Astros jerseys, and this was in 2018 after the Astros won the World Series. We were getting high fives. People were shaking our hands because all the yeah. all, all the Padre fans they were happy that we beat the Dodgers yeah. in the World Series. We were waiting in line to buy some merchandise. The guy behind me said, hey, man, you guys are Astros fans. I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, thank you for beating the the." The Dodgers. We hate the Dodgers in San Diego. I think everyone hates the Dodgers. Oh man! I mean, it's just—it's a historic franchise. It you is. Know what I mean, yeah. And, so, Dodgers and 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 uh, Giants have a rivalry. Dodgers. Yeah, and that that goes back to New York. The Dodgers in LA used to be the Brooklyn Dodgers. Right. The Giants in San Francisco used to be the New York Giants. They used to play in the Polo Grounds. The Dodgers used to play in uh, Crosby Field or something like that. Right. If if my baseball intellect is all right right now, oh, but history. dude, 
that rivalry goes way, way, way back, man. And in, in my free time, I would love to just watch baseball all day, man. That that's my favorite sport. Um, I used to play it when I was little and whatnot. I, my mom was the team mom. My stepfather was the assistant coach and whatnot. And my brother played baseball. I played baseball. And, you know, that's that's my favorite thing. If you could be an accountant for the Astros, would you do it? Oh, man. You know, I, I, I looked into it, to be honest. Really? With you. I would have to take a pay cut. To yeah? Because oil and gas accounting, you know, it, it, it pays pretty good. But um, Astros accounting, it doesn't pay as much. I have a friend of mine who is an accountant for the Houston Texans. And whatnot she gets season tickets she gets like all these perks and whatnot but uh you know if if i ever got laid off oil and gas is tricky right oil and gas yeah it fluctuates sometimes it's up sometimes it's down right. if i ever get laid off from oil and gas i would seriously consider doing oil and gas for i mean doing accounting for the, the for the Astros. Astros. yeah well, for that's, sure that's for crazy. sure man i love baseball man that's that's my thing shout, shout out to my family we're all big Astros fans all right so going into this next question is, uh, who is someone you look up to and why? Okay, so in my personal life, uh, someone I look, I look up, to, I, I look up to my real father, right? And I look up to my stepfather, man. I was when I was a kid growing up, I was surrounded by love, man. Um, my stepfather, you know, he was there. He, you know, he was the father figure in my household, in my nine to five household. And my real father, man, this dude was a hustler, man. He started off working construction. And he ended up working his way up to sales. He had his own house. He had like two cars. Like this dude was a G, man. This dude was a hustler. I have a lot of respect for for my real father, my blood father, and whatnot. Um, I was blessed to to have a stepfather as well who who treats my mom good, and you know he treated me good as well. And you know that's the father of my siblings and whatnot. And yeah. My 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 stepfather and my real father. I look up to b- both of those gentlemen. You know, equally, man, like, you know, like I said, I was surrounded by love. I know a lot of people have bad experience with their stepfathers, man. And, you know, that's that's unfortunate to hear. But in, in me and my personal experience, I had a great experience right. with, with my stepfather and my real father, man. Like, you know, I just had a lot of love growing up. I, I, I would see my father on the weekends and, you know, we were chilling, going to the movies. I get my movie taste from him. Yeah. My real father, he used to watch The Godfather. He used to watch Goodfellas. And I love gangster movies now. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's my fucking thing. I love Pulp Fiction. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good movie. Quentin Tarantino movies. I get that from my real dad. And then, like, my love for baseball, like, my, my, my love for, you know what I'm saying, like, the other things in my life, I get that from my stepfather. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I, get, I get a lot of love on the both sides. Um, outside of my personal life, someone like I look, I look up to is uh, I like Dave Chappelle, man. Like he, you know, I I I didn't watch the show when I was a kid. Um, the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah. Oh man, I love that. When when I was a kid, every Thursday night, eight o'clock. I think I was like in the ninth grade, eighth grade, something like that. Dude, Chappelle show. That was a was, good show. That it's, was my shit. It's dude. a funny show, dude. I'm I'm like super shocked that I never watched it when I was a kid. But now knowing, uh, you know, Shep, uh, Dave Chappelle going through uh, the, you know, everything that he went through and seeing his last uh, special about uh, Black Lives Matter, I was like, whoa, dude. Yeah, I- man. Dave Chappelle, I, I respect him because he was going to do season three of Dave Chappelle, but he walked out. He didn't agree with where they were taking his show. He didn't like that they were going to take over his show and like change it into something that he wasn't with. So no, he, said, yeah, he turned down. Like so many million dollars and whatnot, he said no. I don't want to take that money. I wanna. I rather my show stay pure for two seasons, 
And when those first two seasons are legendary, man. And I respect him, man. And even like today, to this day, Dave Chappelle has a summer camp that he does over in Ohio. And I, I, I mean, I've never seen it, but I hear like Bill Burr, um, Toby and Guigue. I hear like a lot of comedians, a lot of performers, Gary Owen. They're out there, man. And they're doing the show and Dave is hosting it the way he wants to host it. He doesn't settle for Hollywood. He doesn't live in L.A. He lives in Ohio. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he's bringing Hollywood to him. You know what I mean? And I, I respect that. I love that, that that he he's doing that with himself, man. So Dave Chappelle, he's probably like one of my favorite comedians. He's up there, man. I love comedy. I love stand-up comedy. But Dave Chappelle, man, he's, I, I respect that man. He's the man, yeah. Yeah, his Mark Twain special on Netflix. If, if anyone hasn't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's, it's a great special. Well, that uh, it's funny you said that because the next question is, uh, what book or movie uh, or you know a podcast have you read, seen, heard recently, and uh, would you recommend it and why? Just recently, because it's October and Halloween season, uh, me and my lovely fiance Raquel, we just saw the horror movie The Invisible Man on HBO the original Max. is it the original or not the original it's one? the remake it, it came out 2020 i believe oh no no okay i'm talking about the, uh, i'm thinking about another the, one the, no, but this remake bro it's good yes it's dude, good it is it's suspenseful watch it with the lights off and watch it like with the context the first i think the first 10 minutes of the movie have no dialogue it's just the character like you understand what she's feeling and I feel like the movie has a lot of undertones. The movie has a lot of like she's going through like domestic, you know, cases and whatnot. But is is the Invisible Man actually invisible? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, spoiler alert: if y'all <laughs> haven't seen the Invisible Man, the the Invisible Man's wearing a suit and whatnot. So, I mean, I could break down the movie to you, but you don't. Want, yeah, you don't want to run. Yeah, but it's a great movie, dude. Because because you know, the the one in two thousands, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the the one in two thousands is like there's Hollow Man. Is it Hollow Man? Yeah, Hollow Man. I've seen that one too. Where like the science experiment goes yeah, wrong. Oh. Correct, correct, correct. So the reason I think they went with the suit for the Invisible Man 2020 is because they said if you're the way the human eye works, right. if if your pupils don't have color, you can't reflect what you see and whatnot. So the Invisible Man 2020, it's a suit that, that you wear that makes you invisible and whatnot but if but the invisible man 2020 it has a lot of undertones in it it has a lot of like it, it's it's like really woman empowering whoa and it's like it's like a lot of people don't believe her she's like hey there's a my ex-husband he's invisible and he's abusing me but nobody believes her you know what i'm saying everyone thinks she's crazy but in real life that's what's happening you know what I mean? So like, so like, it has a lot of undertones and like, like. How, uh, I guess I gotta watch it. I was gonna ask you how does she know, but okay, yeah, I gotta watch. Watch it. the movie. I gotta man. watch it's, it. Watch it and keep in mind that people don't believe these women that they're being abused, and people don't believe these women that you know what I'm saying. And the Invisible Man is kind of like an undertone, like. Like everyone thinks she's crazy. Like man, ain't no invisible man. How's this gonna be invisible man? But he's there. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't believe her. But at the, you know what I'm saying? It's a crazy movie, man. The Invisible Man has has. It's a great movie. Good, it's on good HBO Max. HBO Max. HBO Max. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I saw you tweet it uh, about the Cobra Kai. Oh, dude, I Let's love talk about Cobra that. Kai, man. Hey, no, no one that I interviewed has watched that. Oh, my God. Do you like dude, it? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. So, season one of Cobra Kai, you root for all the kids in Cobra Kai. All of them. They're all nerds. They're all, like, 
misfits, they're all outcasts, and like throughout the season, they become fucking badasses, dude. dude. Like, one of the nerds gets a mohawk. That and, like, that dude, that dude, fucking ass. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a good ass show, dude. Like, and then in season two, you kind of see them become villains. You kind of see them like Cobra Kai actually become. Yeah, yeah Cobra, Cobra Kai, Kai started off uh, pretty like for the people. And yeah, then, dude. Like Cobra Kai was like misfits and nerds like coming together and like you know what? We're tired of taking all this bullying and whatnot. But then in season two, they're fucking awesome. They're badass at karate. And they know it, you know it's, what I mean. So it's it, it's it's a great the character have development. You, have in you, that show is it, crazy. it really is. It's a great show. Have you watched uh, the movies, The Karate Kid? I've seen part one, and I've seen the remake with Jackie Chan. I fucking hate that one. Don't oh, even bring the, the it remake? up. Yeah, Don't even bring man. that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. I mean, they both have the same message and whatnot. They both have the message like someone feeling like an outcast. Someone, you know, what I'm saying, and then Mr. Miyagi comes in and teaches them a way of you know karate and how doing it the right way i love the metaphor the wax on wax off and they make them do things um without them knowing so like wax on wax off they're like he's low-key learning how to be a badass by cleaning the car you know what i mean he gives it to him yeah exactly spoiler alert (laughs) exactly uh no uh one show that i just started watching and i finished it in one day uh uh, do you have Apple TV? I don't, man. Okay, so I, Apple, Apple TV is some new shit. Really? Some new shit. Okay. But there was a uh, there's a show there, uh, and this is the only reason I downloaded Apple TV was because there's a show about this football coach who does like really good in Division Two football, gets hired by uh, a lady that owns a English Premier League in London. Really? Because she she gambles on him, and so she takes this fucking country football coach from Kansas to london to coach a fucking english premier league soccer Damn. team and and i watched it and i'm like i gotta see this because it, it that show is either gonna be a hit or 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 a miss yeah but it's jason sandusky 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 yeah he's okay. he, he has some movies yeah, yeah yeah but i was like i gotta, I gotta give this movie a show or this tv show a shot it's great it's fucking great yeah it's fucking great Damn. you like so it, it, there's this Mexican guy there uh, who plays this Mexican soccer. His name's Danny Garcia. Okay, so, okay. I don't know, but it, but uh, dude, you gotta watch the show. I'll it's, check it out. It's man. funny. If it's you funny. I, it, I'll I, check it out, dude. It's a funny ass show. It's good. It's heartwarming. It's, yeah. it's what you need in 2020, right? You need some. Yeah, some, dude. It's been a crazy year, man. I don't know why The Office hasn't released a fucking season 10, 11. I love The Office, man. <laughs> or, or, real quick plug, a, a podcast I listen to often is The Office Ladies. You like that? Dude, yes. I, I like it too. A, the actresses that play Pam and the actress that plays uh, Dwight Schrute's... Angela. Angela. Angela Martin. Pam and Angela Martin. They got their own podcast. They break down every episode. Have you heard the oral history of The Office? Part? Yes, uh, that that one. I Kevin love. Malone. Kevin Malone does that. Oh my god, that was a good podcast. Yes, it was, man. I love that podcast. I I, I think I like that one better just because it was okay. it was scripted more like a show. Yes, like something that's it gave the oral history exactly. Yes, but now being in an in, in advertisement, I, I I do a lot of the production. Okay, I do a lot of that that. Shit that you, you you see behind the scenes, so I and, and it gave me that, and I'm like, whoa, this is pretty badass. Uh, office pod, you got to listen to uh the Michael Scott podcast. Company. Okay, I haven't heard that one. No, man. you got to listen to it. Yeah, because it's three guys that have nothing to do with the office. Like they they weren't writers or were nothing, 
they just analyze it, but it's so fucking funny. Those guys are funny. It's a great I need time. To check, I need to check that out, man. I love The Office. That's like my favorite show. Just like, like if I have nothing to watch, I can never De- go back Deandre, to The Office. Deandre is shaking. He doesn't like The Office. You know, Raquel doesn't like The Office either. No. Dude, yeah, I feel, what? I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like people with the hood mentality, people that- You don't like The Office? Like, the Office is a hit or miss. You know what do you guys saying? watch when you guys are about to go to sleep? Oh, Rick and Morty. That's a good show. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about Parks and Rec? She likes Parks and Rec. You like Parks, Parks and Rec? They're the same writers, the same creators. Yeah. Well, the same? She, she, she doesn't like um, Michael Scott's character. She feels like he's real crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, You can kind of understand that. Like, Not everybody would feel like real comfortable around him. <laughs> And like Raquel's like, what the fuck is he talking about? You know what I mean? Like, he's, and I, he's funny. Like, that's what makes him. Ah, uh. yeah, I, I understand. No, no, b- believe me, dude. But look, 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 I ain't tripping though. Look, if you don't like The Office, that's cool. That's you. But if you ask me, I love The Office. Wait, the you, Office is. What my was shit. the theory though? You said people from the hood don't like The Office. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I just feel like, um, you know, like The Office is kind of like a, like, like, like. The problems that they deal with, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I think you have to have a mundane yeah. desk job to get it. Yeah, for sure. And like, dude, I, 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 when I started my internship, that's when I got into the office. Oh, because you got experience yeah. at, a, at a, ah, I, okay. I, I would watch the office and I'd be like, oh, snap, this is so relatable. <laughs> dude, it's so funny, dude. And you know, when I, when I started hanging around quote unquote white people, I was like, oh shit, I can see, I can see how this is. You know what I mean? Dwight. It was fucking hilarious to me, dude. Like The Office, that's a great show, man. All right, Esteban. Well, this this is going to conclude our podcast, man. You want to send some last minute shout outs? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, shout out to everyone that's in my organization. OD Phi? OD motherfucking Phi. Omega Delta Phi. I'm real proud of it. You know, I, I'm too. I, I'm real proud of it. Um, It made me who I am now. It gave me a lot of confidence and whatnot. Shout out to all my neighborhood friends that still keep in contact with me. You know, I love my family. You know, my my father, my stepfather, my mother. Shout out to my fiance. And uh, shout out to you, Toast. You know, I appreciate what you're doing here, man. And appreciate salute it. to you, my brother. Salute, salute. All right, everybody. This is going to conclude our episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.